Storygram Network. Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to Fresh Faces. I'm Aggie Gold, talent agent and former manager. This is my exclusive podcast about how to get your child into commercials, television, and the movies without getting ripped off. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Fresh Faces with me, Aggie Gold. Want to know how to get your kids into show business? Keep listening. Today, my very special guest is not only a famous actor, but producer and writer with many awards under his belt. But my client, since he's 18 years old, (laughs) the incredibly talented Alec Mappa. Alec has starred in feature films, TV sitcoms, episodics, and Broadway. Fans of Ugly Betty, then you know Alec as Suzuki St. Pierre. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Alec has appeared in over 40 sitcoms, 20 features, and I could go on and on. We'll talk about all his projects, but let me proudly introduce you to Alec Mappa. Thank you, my dear client, and welcome. It's an honor to interview you and have you on my podcast. I know one thing, we're going to have fun. Welcome, Alec. Hi, can I talk now? Of course. You're so formal. And I've, like, I asked Jamie last night, if I've been with Aggie since 1985, how long have we been together? And he said 37 years. Wow. I've talked to you on the phone almost every day or every week for 37 years. Wow. And, and I, I can't even like begin to think about all the people you've talked to about me. Like on the phone, I just remember when we first got into town, it was all about getting me in the room. Remember how hard it was just to get me into the room? You know what? I want to go back to the beginning when I first met you. Yeah. Do you remember? Well, you sent me a headshot because in those days, like we get a hundred headshots. Yes. Your headshot stood out to me. You really? had great credits and I wanted to meet you. Oh. So... You came out to see me. I, I did in Long Island. In Long Island. I yeah. remember you walked from the railroad. I did? Yes, because you didn't have any money. You walked like a <laughs> mile and a half to my house. I walked from the, how far, how far is the railroad? from? This I mean, like, a mile and a half, something like I that. I walked from the railroad. <laughs> and you had red patent leather shoes on. Do you remember I that? It, it was the 80s. I remember my my red shoes. They were yeah. ridiculous. What was I thinking? But I uh, I went to see you because um, I hadn't had much luck um, submitting to agents in uh, New York City. And then uh, my classmate, Angel Nigam, who right. was at Circle in the Square, was represented by you first. And he gave me your address and everything. And I sent my picture and I went out and I was like, what's going on? It was because it was in your house. I know, I know. And I was like, I'm in a stranger's house in Long Island. <laughs> I know. But you know what you spent? I think you spent about two or three hours with me. We did scripts. We did. You don't remember any of this? Well, we did- I, okay. I remember you had me do a cold read. Right. And then you were very, you were very animated. You were like, you kind of like each time I did something, you would ask me to do three more things. And I was okay. like, what a weirdo. And then- <laughs> Thanks. 
That's what I thought. <laughs> this is how it's going to go. And then there were kids running around. You had two young daughters who were very animated. And, uh, <laughs> and I, you know, of course, I'm new to this, so I don't know anything, you know, but. You were, I have to tell you, you were probably the most talented person I had ever met. Um, After that day, I went, oh my God, I can't believe this. Nobody has, nobody's representing this guy. And then three weeks later, you wound up doing Super Mom's Daughter, an after school special. Yeah. And that was because, and that was with Marissa Tomei. That was the first job. And Barbara Boston, who was on Hill Street Blues. That's right. (laughs) How long ago it was. And I remember that the role called for a science student, uh-huh. somebody in a lab in a school. And I, a, Viet- a Vietnamese science student. Was it? I don't yeah. remember that. But yeah. I, I, I called the producer and I said, you know, it doesn't really matter if it's a male or a female or what nationality. What difference does it make? It's mm-hmm. a student in a school. Mm-hmm. And he met you and you got the role. I and did. So and, and also it was my first taste of you as a rep because you were really good at like talking to people and getting people in. But I do remember that we started working right away. Yeah, right like away. We, we, in a very, very short amount of time, this is how a good Aggie is. I got um, the ABC after school special. I got a movie with Michael J. Fox, who was the biggest movie star at the time and a Broadway play that yeah. I didn't even want to audition for. I know. I know. Don't even tell me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember I, yeah. you called me. It was for M Butterfly. It was for M Butterfly. And I yeah. was like, I don't know. I don't think this is going to go anywhere. <laughs> I know. I know. Or I was, no, I think you said to me, you had a call back for it. And you said, man, I really didn't. I don't know. I'm not sure. I yeah. said, you better get in there and do it. Yeah, yeah. You're really good at that. Like um, recently, uh, I, my husband and I were offered a Discovery Channel gig. It was maybe a couple years ago about uh, 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 we were rediscussing my appearance on uh, Worst Cook Celebrity Edition. And my husband was like offered because they wanted to film in the house and they wanted to bring in another person into my house. And this was at the height of the pandemic. And I was like, why didn't you just have it? between me and my husband. And so my husband submitted a tape and they said yes. And he was he got the offer and then Jamie was like, uh, can I think about it? And you were like, think about what? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> what are you thinking about? <laughs> yeah, and then Jamie said, oh yeah, you're right, I'll do it. <laughs> no, but you're very, you're very persuasive. You're very, um, you're very, you're very persuasive. I know, I know when you really, really want me to do something, you have like a, 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 a push behind your voice. That's kind of like, all right, listen. Yeah. Right. Right. I know. Let me I, ask you something. When you what? were, you, you came to me when you were about 18, I think. 18, 19, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You, and you did some work before you met me. I think community theater or something. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, what um, what made you get into this business? Were you always uh, well, funny? Well, Were your parents always, funny? Yeah, I was always the weird gay kid, and um, I was always the misfit. I was always bullied. But when I found my tribe in high school, which is what I'm hoping my teenage son will find eventually, is um, what I found was my tribe. I found the drama kids, and that was the place where I belong. That was the place I excelled. And, um, you know, I grew up in San Francisco where everybody looked like me. You know, there were a lot of Asian people in San Francisco. So there was never anybody in my lane saying I couldn't do this. And, you know, both my parents had are like your parents. They're war survivors. 
And I think the mentality with people who have, you know, survived awful tragedies is like, go for it. You only have this one life, you know, just do it. So they were very, very encouraging. But when I look back on it, the chutzpah it took for an 18-year-old from San Francisco to go to New York, you know, a gay Asian kid and just go, I'm going to be an actor and then have it work out is crazy. Aww. It's crazy. I'm so thrilled. You know, so being in New York, mm. 18 years old, young, yeah. you've graduated college. Yeah. What made you want to, what were you going to do? What, what did you say to yourself? What, what am I going to do now? Like, am I going to stay here? Am I going to go to LA? I, I remember I, my mother saying to me at the last semester, you know, this is it, right? <laughs> Meaning that financially you're on your own. So I was just going to keep going. I worked at the the TKTS booth in Times Square. And I, you know, I used to run tickets to the other theaters, you know, back in the old days before everything was computerized, you know, right. now they can just print up tickets there. You had to go pick up the physical packs of tickets from all the theaters to sell. Mm -hmm. So I knew everybody in the box office, everybody. And I was like, I, I was around Broadway all the time. I'd studied for theater. So when I got M Butterfly, and I was going to the theater to rehearse. The, I passed by the people in the box office and they were like, what are you doing here? Are you picking up tickets? I was like, no, I'm in the show. <laughs> I know. And years later, this is the lovely thing. Years later, I still knew, I still know a lot of the people who, because those are union jobs, those box office people. And one time I was buying tickets to a Broadway show and somebody recognized me and they go, hey, I remember you here. Just take a ticket. Just gave me a free <laughs> ticket to a show. I thought that was amazing. Oh, wow. That, would, that was. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. I have a lot of parents who listen to this. Uh oh. And a lot of young actors. Yeah. And they want to get into the business. Mm. And it's a little different now. Even you know that. How is it different are... now than when you started out? Well, now you're self taping. Yeah. That's a very big difference because I I'm always felt. the kid around everywhere. Yeah. You know, it was important for you to be seen. Like sometimes a role would come in and you weren't really perfect for it, but they were willing to see you. Yes. And sometimes you said, I don't know, I'm not right. And I said, it doesn't matter, Alec. You are going to be in front of people who have the say in what you do and what right. goes on in this business. Right. right. So you met a lot of people. Met everybody. And um, okay, so that's the end of our interview. No, no, but you know what? That's that's important. You know, it, it's because I would want my thinking back then was if I'm not perfect for this, I don't want to go in right. if I'm not perfect for this. And then that but that cuts your opportunities, you know, in half. So Absolutely. what would happen is um, and I, I have friends who are casting directors. And one time I this was very educational. I went in as a reader because my friend's reader had gotten sick. And somebody would come in and they would read and they'd leave the room and they go, that person is so wrong for this, but they were amazing. And we got to come up with something for them to do. Yeah. And there was like a year where nothing was happening for me. But at the end of the year, I felt like I've met everybody. I've gone into every room. I've read for parts that I'm completely wrong for. But what that did was it built what you have to do with, with, with people in the business is establish rapport and establish trust. Because when they, when a casting director or producer or director brings you in for something to show you to everybody else, to the suits, you're, 
they have to trust you that you're not going to make them look foolish or you're going to be like, oh, God, where'd you get that guy from? You know what I mean? You kind of oh, represent okay. the tastes of all the people in the room. So I became um, as a, in a short amount of time in what didn't seem like at the time, but it was a short amount of time. A lot of people in L.A. trusted me that I can bring him in on a network thing. I can bring him in on, for a film audition and he's going to be good. Well, I never, ever got uh, like a, 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 a bad critique on you, ever. Everybody you've ever met, every casting director you've ever met called me and said, wow, this guy is wonderful. Not right wow. for this, but right. no one ever said anything, Alec. You yeah. were always prepared. You were always professional. Mm -hmm. And then when uh, I would get it, they would go, wow, Aggie, thanks for making us see him. Oh Remember? yeah. They would be yeah. like, thank you for um, thank you for insisting. I thank know. you for I mean, you used to do really nervy things. Like you would call when I first got to LA, you would call the head of CBS and go, got anything for Alex to do? Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's because I was very naive and I didn't realize that you don't do that. Do you remember I tested for a pilot for CBS like my first year? It was with Dudley Moore, who's long since passed away. And I was the only actor they were testing. Right. And I, I didn't get it. <laughs> you know what I loved? When you would call me up and say, I'm the only male or I'm the only Asian. Everyone else is black. Everyone yeah. else is, you know, and like yeah. you with the, the, and you got it. You always yeah, got it. Yeah, and I would get it. I would get it. And it's, uh, you know, what's funny is like, you stay in the business a long time. Somebody told me that every year in LA, a bus pulls up, a hundred actors get off. And at the end of the year, 60 of them leave. So uh, you, after a while, you start running into the same people over and over again. You know, it's it's and, and and now I'm at the point where I can step onto a set and I'm like, oh, I worked with you on this or I worked with right. you on that. It's like it's, that's that's really a kind of like a lovely part of I working know. in Los Angeles for a long. And time. you've worked with some incredible actors. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, really lucky. Uh, very lucky. Um, you you're doing stand up too, or you did stand up? You yes, did. I did stand up. I'm doing stand up. I'm doing less stuff on the road now, clearly because of COVID, but also because my. You know, I, I've been a dad now for 12 years. We adopted right. our son 12 years ago. So that my priority shifted. You know, I wanted to get things more in town. I did have one uh, series that filmed on the road. It was called Showville. Remember that? Mm -hmm. in 2012. And while I was gone on the road, my, ki my kid and my husband came to visit me. My son had grown and I missed it. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. And then afterwards mm -hmm. we did um, Switched at Birth which filmed in town, but the commute was like an hour from me. And people were like, that's so far. And I'm like, it's not out of town. I can be home at the end of the day. It's fine. That's right. I know. You were always, uh, you were always willing to try anything, which was wonderful. <laughs> what are you laughing? <laughs> I just kind of like, I think that when, like when you said earlier, I was naive. I think that when you first start out, it's kind of a great time because you don't know what there is to worry about. You don't, you don't know what there is to be afraid of. So you make super bold choices. I used to do really wacky stuff when I first started out. Like when, like, <laughs> this is before cell phones, okay? This is like in the 80s. Okay. If, there, if I was on the phone in, a, in an audition, 
I would bring a phone. <laughs> oh, but it wasn't like a cell phone. It was like an actual phone from the house and I'd pull it out of the bag. So I would have the prop. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. That, that's the beauty of you, Alec. You're, you're yeah, just, I, you were one, you were so free and natural and talented. Oh, yeah. It's and funny. I, mean, I don't have that perspective on me you do you have that per- the outside perspective of it but to me i was just kind of like what do i have to do <laughs> uh, what did you enjoy the most what did i enjoy them i always enjoy people i'm a cancer i'm uh, you know i'm a sun sign i love kind of like the rehearsal process and I love that when you do a play or you do a film, you all start out as strangers at the beginning of the day. And then by the end of the day, you could have met somebody that's going to be one of your best friends for the next 10 years or, you know what I mean? Or these, these people that come into your life, you can do a a play in New York and not see another one of the actors for 10 years and you run into them on the street and it's like no time has passed. And those kind of relationships and those kind of interpersonal actions are like the best. It's the best part of being. That's what I love the most. You like being out in L.A. versus New York? I love being out in L.A. It's a different way of living. Um, You know, I've got in New York, if you live in the city, your apartment is your bedroom and the rest of the city is the rest of your house it's your backyard it's your dining room it's and and here in LA you get to have a house with all of those things and you could have any life you like but you have to drive two people you know but I socialize in LA by having people over you know the, before COVID we were the dinner party house and I'm hoping we can return to that yeah we all but do. um you're <laughs> like <clears throat> when what are what are the main questions that people ask you with kids when they well, have kids specifically? I think one of the main concerns that parents have is their children experiencing rejection. Mm. Yeah. And that, that hits them hard, which right. as far as I'm concerned, as long as the kid doesn't feel the rejection, who cares what the parents feel? They're right. going to feel that. So what do you, what, so if you're a parent of a kid who is up for a TV show or a movie and doesn't get it, what do you say to that kid? How do you walk that kid through it? Well, I'm I tell for the kid, a friend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I try to explain that the reason they didn't get it had absolutely nothing to do with anything they could control. Mm-hmm. Their height, their weight. They could look like the director's nephew who he hates. Right, right. It had, nothing- no- it had nothing to do with their talent. Yeah. You can't take anything personally. No. That is like, and I've learned that too in the business. Like I remember um, I was up for a pilot and I saw three actresses testing for it. And they were um, Swoozie Kurtz, Erica Slezak, who was on One Life to Live and Sally Kellerman. And I was thinking all three of those actresses are amazing. That's not going to be about who gets, who's the best. Right. It's going to be about who the network wants to go with. And when I was a re- when I was a reader for my friend, I would see people come in and they would give great auditions and then they're like, but they're not right with the rest of the cast. Right. So 90% of the time when an actor didn't get something, it had nothing to do with their talent or who they were. So oh, you can't never. take anything personally. I don't think it ever does. Yeah. You know, I, I really don't. And, and as far as kids are concerned, as long as they think it's fun, 
That's all right. this is. You know, you know, Alec, if, if you really hated auditioning and if you really hated this, you wouldn't be doing it. Yeah, I don't mind it. I think that that makes a big difference. There are actors who if you hate auditioning, you're going to have a hard time. Definitely. Because that's all this is. Yeah. It that's is. all this is it's it's and it's and and you have to check your ego i mean we've been doing this 37 years and there's there's always going to be another group of people next year who, who've never heard of me who don't know who i am who i mean that's less and less but it's kind of like in those moments you have to just go just do it just shut up <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so last year we got that pilot. We had a we had an ABC pilot with Kelsey Grammer and um, Alec, Alec Baldwin, Baldwin. Yeah. and that was all part of my retirement plan. I was like, because after nearly forty years, I just want one more show where I can sock all the money away and be done. That's my future. Is 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 a sitcom or a television series that runs for five seasons, and then I'm gonna take a nap. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I can see myself, you know, like, because when we got that show, I was like, this is it. I can see this going for five to seven seasons and us hanging it up. This is this. This would be fine yeah. with me. And that was a very big disappointment. That was a huge disappointment. And again, you can't take it personally. It yeah. had nothing to do. There was nothing I could have done to change the circumstances. Like I wasn't in a position to make the decisions to pick up the show. So things go the way that they're supposed to go. I mean, it's you always find that out in retrospect, but it's always disappointing when it happens. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know, we we keep moving forward, and you have high expectations, and gratitude—that's when gratitude really comes in handy because you have to. It, you could spend all day thinking about all the things you didn't get, all the things you don't have, or you can look around and go, "Wow, we did that out of nothing." You and I created that out of nothing. We created a reputation. We created a body of work together. We we created relationships in the business out of nothing. Do you know what I mean? Nobody had a gun to our heads to make us do this. And yet brick by brick, year by year, even the years thinking that nothing's happening, you know, there's always forward movement. And also this business is cyclical. It's there are times where you're busy and times where you're not. The tide goes in, the tide goes out. And again, it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Yeah. Therapy. Therapy and meds help. (laughs) You know, I was thinking about something the other day that, uh, I mean, I don't think we've ever really had an argument. Yes, we have. Well, not little ones, right? No, but I, but I, we've had a very kind of honest, frank relationship, you know, and you've, yeah, you've, you've had a very, yeah, we've had, we've had disagreements. Yeah. Little ones. Yeah. Little ones. Yeah. But I just love the fact that sometimes you'll say to me, okay, I'll try what you have to say. And then it works (laughs) out. (laughs) You like being right. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, you like being, I told you so. You like being, you like being. <laughs> I love to say that to the casting directors. Yes, yes, and you have. You I have. love to say that. I remember yeah. there was a role that I submitted you for, and it was the one with the, um, oh, let me just think. Um, 
There's so many. Oh, I know. Wait, yeah, no. somebody said that my IMDb um, nine uh, pages. My page looks like a CVS receipt. Nine pages. <laughs> I I, I uh, printed it out this morning. Good lord! Um, why there's not enough ink? You have done so many projects. I type. I I um, printed out nine pages this morning Good of lord. your projects. Nine pages. And I mean the Sackett sisters. Baby Daddy, Mom, Major Crimes, Jane the Virgin, Devious Mates, The Thundermans, uh-huh. Switch to Birth, I'm just going Ugly Betty, Sharpie's yeah. Fabulous Adventure. It, it, goes, Sharpie, it, goes, sorry. Um, it goes through decades. <laughs> you're, you're, you don't mess with the Zohan. I mean, it's just Connie and Carla. Yeah, yeah. That was so wonderful. Mm-hmm. But the one I'm talking about, I have to get to it, where... It was it was with um, a new life, a new life with Alan Alda, Alan Alda and Anne Margaret, who I did another movie with a couple years ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. But that Alan Alda you played, it was such a great role because yeah. I was a mugger you in a bar, a right? mugger. And yes, yeah. it was great. And I remember sending your picture to the casting director. She's yeah. no longer alive. I think it was. Betty Buckley. I'm not, I'm, I don't remember who the cast Betty director. Buckley. No, 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 no. Um, I forgot who it was. Yeah. But she didn't want to see, well, he's not right. He's not right. Right. And then I kept sending your picture and I said, you've got to, you've got to see this person. Mm-hmm. And eventually I guess she saw everybody she wanted and didn't yeah. find the right one. And then she met you. Right. That was it. Yeah. And I said to her, why didn't you listen to me three weeks ago? Because she had to exhaust her. I mean, there are people who have circled back. Do you know what I mean? It's like they've seen everybody and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's There's no rhyme or reason to anything. There there really isn't. I just think that um, kids in the business, the parents, whenever I see a good kid on a set, it's usually because the parents are great. Oh, and if it's absolutely. like kid is trouble, then the parents are trouble. Do you want your kid in this business? No. No, huh? Well, I mean, one thing, he doesn't he doesn't really kind of want to do it. He's not interested in acting. But I did take him. He did grow up on sets because I wanted to show him that it's a real thing. It's a real job. That the crew is a real job. There's, you know, there's all these people. I want him to show because I didn't grow up looking at show business like it was a real job. I didn't know what people did, what lighting people did or what the crews. So he's grown up seeing that it's an actual place to go to work. And I th- that was really important to me. But um, I think what gets weird because I do a lot of Disney shows and a lot of stuff with kids. What gets weird it, for the children is you, you're treated a certain way at the studio when because they're responsible for you and your well-being. And it's 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 really important to put that into perspective for a kid that that's ha- that's a that's an isolated incident that doesn't happen at home and that's right. not going to happen in the outside world and that's not an expectation you should have. Does that make sense? Definitely. Yeah. Because I mean it, that's hard for adults, you know, because you're when you're on a set you're treated like a toddler. I mean, there's somebody going, "I have Alec." I'm responsible for Alec. I'm walking Alec to set. So it's really easy for you to think, oh, I'm really something special. It's like, no, that person's job is to look after you or they're fired. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Have you had any really bad experiences? 
you know what? This is the thing. It's like, I've never, uh, the majority of my experiences, I would say 99.9% have been great. I've been super, super lucky. And also because that's, I kind of stay out of drama. If I see, you know, the only set that I was ever on where I was like, oh, I don't want to be here. I'll be glad when this is over was Roseanne. Because she was going through a divorce and uh, she was fighting with the network and she was just and she was a screamer. She was coming onto the set and screaming at everybody. And I felt like the people who worked there were like, do you ever like when you were a kid, you went to a parent's house and the parent was yelling and the kid was just embarrassed. It was like that. That's exactly Mm. what it felt like. And um, that was the only thing that came close to like, a oh, wow, that would be a really bad place to go to work every day. You know? And uh, but for the most part, I've had a lot of fun I've had because I just like people. I like people. I'm interested about people's jobs, the wardrobe people, the lighting people. And I love working with the same people over again. I love that sense of family that's created on a set. And a lot of the actors and actresses who you've worked with recently passed. Yeah. Or have over the years. Yeah. Betty White. Yeah, very sad. Yeah, Yeah, very sad. But, you know, she was revered and was loved right up until the very end. So terrific. Good for her. Yeah. And how wonderful to like have that life. Yeah. 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 Bob Saget. I just worked with uh, a movie with Jodie Sweetin, who was on Family um, Family Matters. Was it? Was that? um, Full Full House. She was on Full House all those years with Bob Saget and had lovely things to say about him. But again, you know, you, 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 have these relationships with people, you know, and you, cause you see them every day and you're up in your feet and you're acting. It's, it's incredibly personal. So these losses are big for everybody. Oh yeah. I know. Is there anything that you wish you did differently? I think, I think that I wish that I, there were times where I did take it personally and times I did get depressed about being out of work for so long. Um, I wish I'd gone to therapy sooner. <laughs> I wish I'd taken meds sooner, uh, antidepressants sooner. I think that would have made a, a big help. But for the most part, um, I wouldn't have done anything differently. I mean, everything builds upon everything. And, you know, there have been there have been just as many, if not more, triumphant moments than disappointments. I know. I'm you know? very happy about the way things are going recently since 2022. Yeah. Because yeah. you're working like crazy. I love I love not leaving the house. Oh. <laughs> to audition. You know, we, we talked to the old timers on set, you know, the days where you had to drive to pick up a script. And then, you know, you had to drop off a videotape of yourself. You know, it's. And a headshot. And a headshot now because everything's digital. Those days are gone. I remember like what a, what a modern thing it was to have a fax machine. I could get the sides. I could get the scripts faxed to me. This is like, oh, this, we're living in the space age, you know? Right. I know. Yeah. I know. It's great. And to like have gone through pilot season last year and to book a pilot from the house is revolutionary to me. I was like, this is fantastic. I know. You know, the self, I think the self tapes have really kind of changed everything. It's been liberating because if I do a take, I don't like it. If I watch it back myself and I don't like it, then I can do it over again. You know, it's like sometimes in the room, you really only get one chance. Oh, yeah. You only get one chance and that's it. You know, Um, 
Yeah, that, that's a problem I feel uh, parents have because they don't know how to tape their kids. And they're always there trying to get the kid to do a little extra because they figure mm -hmm. here's the tape. It's going to a casting director. Mm -hmm. Sing a song. I know the role doesn't call for a song. Sing a song. You know? <laughs> Twirl a baton. Right. <laughs> you know, so that's a little difficult. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but I think I think what you have to know is like you have to come a bit from their perspective. You know, how many tapes are we going to watch a day? 70 tapes. I don't have time to watch your kids sing. I'm just casting this one role. That's right. I need I to see your kid play those lines so that the business people could look at it and imagine your kid doing that part. Right. That's it. You look really good. Thank you. You look really Thank good. You. Your teeth are all shiny and yeah. <laughs> do you have any work done? You're, do you have any? I need some Botox. I need, mm -hmm. I need, I need to be freshened up. I tried Botox once and it burned so much that I would never do it what again. What kind of Botox did you get? Lava? It doesn't burn. Up here I had, I don't know. What, how did it burn? Did, it, it, it stung. That's the needle going in. No, the the the, the, uh, the actual the Botox chemical stung your thing. Yeah, it stung. Um, no, I don't. I I have no feelings anymore. You could like stick a needle, million needles in my face, and I yeah. don't feel a thing. No, this is me. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. yeah, it's one of my talents. Alec, this was really wonderful. <laughs> it's been a wonderful thirty-seven years. Well, let's hope it goes to 38, 39, 40. Let's just get that. Okay. This is, we're speaking out loud. So it's going to happen. We're going to get a sitcom and, and it'll just run. And then we can, we could all hang it up. <laughs> I love you, darling. I, I really I, do. I love you too. And I, I'm so grateful for you. And I'm very, um, this is a, it's a tricky relationship. A lot of people aren't happy with their agents and everything, but I always feel kind of, um, I'm honored and grateful to have representation that's enthusiastic about who I am. That matters more than anything. Oh, thank you, Alec. Yeah. And thank you all for listening. This has been a really wonderful, nerve-wracking interview. <gasps> and yeah, I, I was nervous interviewing why is it? Why are you nervous? We've talked to each other every day for 40 years. I know. I don't know. I don't know. It's so funny, but... <laughs> I don't know, Alec. I don't know. I guess I could talk to you off camera easier than I can. Yeah, on. I guess so. This is this is a, a very you know it's it this is where you're putting yourself out there and you're vulnerable and yeah. we're talking about our relationship and your skills as an agent. But you have nothing to worry about. You're really talented, and I owe a lot to of what we've created Thanks. to you. I mean, thank it's, you. It's been a it's a, it's a partnership, and you're wonderful. Thank you, Alec, and thank you so much for being here today. No worries. And thank you all for listening. Please come back to Fresh Faces with Aggie Gold. Storygram Network.